Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, the NFL. As we have now had a few days to recover from the wasteful annual orgy of food, alcohol, violence, and lasciviousness that we refer to as the Super Bowl, let us take this time to recognize that the entire project of professional American football is dripping with social penalties. And if the objectification of cheerleaders, the risk of traumatic brain injury, and the unflinching exploitation of black athletes doesn't bother you enough, just consider the team names themselves. Now, obviously, you're well aware that the Washington Redskins recently reformed themselves to become the commanders. And although this is better, perhaps celebrating a militaristic rank system is not the greatest of improvements. However, as we were so painfully reminded this week, the Kansas City Chiefs remain a persistent affront to indigenous peoples across the land. Fans mock the sacred history of the tomahawk, a mostly peaceful tool for leatherworking. The team enters to a beating drum, as though tribal rhythms are yet another plaything for the white conquistadors. And of course, the name itself, trivializing the position of respect and authority embedded in the unique leadership structure of these oppressed peoples. But here I believe many of us have allowed ourselves to be distracted by the Chiefs and Redskins controversy into not noticing the real indignities present in nearly half the league's team names. If we can agree that the violence of cultural appropriation being perpetuated by the chiefs against indigenous peoples is horrific, and of course it is, how can we turn a blind eye to the species appropriation being committed by the 14 teams who are every day stealing the identities and images of various animals? Falcons, jaguars, seahawks, colts, lions and bengals and bears, oh my, how dare! We pit the broncos, say, on one side in violent conflict against the dolphins on the other side thereby marginalizing the pain of natural selection felt by both sides, and also normalizing the subjugation of animals by making it seem as if they are ideally suited for gladiatorial combat against each other. Has anyone even bothered to ask the ravens of this planet, our fine feathered brethren, whether they appreciate being reduced to a helmet logo? Are we really honoring the peaceful cardinal, delicate in his radiant redness, with this warlike and aggressive representation? The flagrant abuse of the name, image, and likeness of majestic creatures like rams, panthers, and eagles without their consent or compensation is tremendously othering. As if animals are mere subjects of the humans who rule over them as apex predators of the animal kingdom. And when we aren't mocking the animals directly with a team name, we find ourselves assaulting their dignity in a whole different way by celebrating those who oppress the kind creatures of this world. How dare we honor the cowboys? who use ropes and spurs and whips to lead their cattle to the slaughter. And of course, you do know that Packers is merely shorthand for meat packers, don't you? Meat packers? And for those who might not know, that came from Green Bay's Indian Meat Packing Company, of all things, a double disqualifier. Also, of the remaining teams who aren't butchering animals, either culturally or metaphorically, consider the 49ers, named for the invading barbarians who raped the land in search of precious gold and ran off the natives in their vain pursuit of material wealth. Vikings, buccaneers, raiders, all certainly just as bad as redskins and chiefs. What about the nationalistic jingoism of the patriots? The narrow-minded religious bigotry of the saints? And then we have the Jets, named for the fuel-guzzling, planet-killing emissions-belching beasts of the air. 
Is this any way to teach a child to honor nature and save our dear planet? No, dear otherin, the NFL is too deeply flawed to be saved. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, referring to God as masculine, the Church of England recently announced they will consider whether to cease referring to the mostly mighty as father, he, or him due to the unequivocal sexism of this nomenclature. Just as we are constantly striving to become more gender inclusive in the great tradition of St. Benetton the gender fluid, the Anglicans are realizing the need to update their language to recognize and affirm the feminine elements of God's nature while also rectifying the terribly sexist default of referring to God as a he-him and instead switching to they-them and possibly something even more advanced like Jim, for instance. Naturally, this change will require full synodical approval and we anticipate that soon. In furtherance of the goal of making their language more enlightened and inclusive, we humbly recommend the following new and improved version of the Lord's Prayer. Our buddy, who art in the place where everyone goes when they die because that's inclusive. Pretty cool be thy name, you know, unpronounceable and all. Thy democratic land of equity come, since we don't believe in monarchy. Thy will be listened to, but not as more valuable than anyone else's, since we are all equals and nobody should be telling anyone else how to live their life. We appreciate the bread you offer, but we do prefer vegan burgers as ethically sourced coffee and a living wage. We don't need you to forgive our trespasses because we don't believe in sin anymore. Being led into temptation is actually a good thing because temptations merely reveal your lifestyle preferences. But we do like the idea of being delivered from the consequences of our actions. That's nice. For ours is the whole world collectively, the solar power and the glory of individual preference forever. Amen. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And finally, I want to take a moment to celebrate the courage of non-binary singer Sam Smith. As perhaps the most famous representative of Answer D, all of the above sexual identity, Sam Smith has done many brave things. The British singer recently produced a highly sexualized video wearing a tiara, corset, and nipple pasties. This is not the act of courage I mean. Smith performed his song Unholy at the Grammys, dressed as the devil and dancing with demonic backup dancers. This is not the act of courage, I mean. And Sam just this week confidently wore an inflatable latex suit with poofy shoulders and bulbous heart balloons for legs. Not even this is the act of courage, I mean. No, today's praise comes for Sam's humble but bold leadership when they courageously stood up for inclusivity for all the marginalized inhabitants of small coastal towns the world over when he said this on the BBC. You're a big fan of fishing. I do love no. fishing. Yeah. Yes, I do. What? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to be a fish, fisherman. What, like a fly fisherman? I'd, I'd, be a, I'd be any type of fisherman. Brilliant. Did you hear how with two fell swoops, Sam Smith just reversed the eons of word violence done against the gender indeterminate in fishing boats and villages around the globe? Fisher them? So brilliant, so creative, so bold. Of them themselves, Sam Smith just reminded us how easy revolution can be. Consider the implications for other terms that end in men. Anchor them, business them, trades them, clergy them, spokes them, bell them, Line them, rifle them, sails them, bogey them, china them, hang them, norse them, super them, bat them, and aqua them, ombuds them, and of course, cleanse them. Always remember your second theorem of language reform. The establishment only laughs at your better word use the first few hundred times. Once they stop laughing, you've won. 
Well, Sam Smith, they might be laughing right now, but you will be vindicated for your words, even if not for your fashion choices. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And now, with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend.